Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Well, you know, how do we, you know, if we're supposed to be 
church. You know, we're catching the Holy Ghost and we're shouting and running around the church and it's fake. How are you doing this kind of stuff? You know, well, we advise, you know, those who are onlookers to this activity during church and in a possible praise break that we kind of take our eye off of these individuals. You know, if they're praising the Lord and it's time to praise the Lord, then you just make sure that you're praising the Lord and you're not, you know, so much assessing what someone else is doing just in the event that it is real. Because that's not, you know, something that God wants us paying attention to. Don't let it disturb your praise. Whatever you do, don't let it come between you and your Lord and your spiritual shout, cry, thought, prayer, dance, hand clap, run around the room. Yeah. So, you know, let's just focus on what we do for the Lord as an individual. Okay? Alrighty. Well, wow, Wednesday rolls around, and we got to talking with our girl Vivian in her socially conscious segment, and she talked about that, uh, you know, <laughs> that fence hopping. Is that what we want to call it? The fence hopping, yeah, those illegal migrants were found jumping over the residents in Florida, their little fancy pools, and um, come to find out that they got off a boat that came from Haiti, and uh, they were now, they are now, on the line to be deported and to to be sent back. We talked about the fact that over that Memorial Day holiday that we just came through, that Night, what, 16 people died. 16 people died from gun violence alone across just eight states. Now, if that's all we heard about, you know that's not all that existed. Yes. Everything don't hit the news immediately. And, you know, to, you know, to, to think about it, you know, when you hear that that was the lowest number, huh, that was low in comparison to, you know, other years, wow. You know, we really got to get uh, a handle on this gun business because this year, you know, we talked about it. And it, it's really sad that we can't even go out anymore and just not be on alert. Let your guard down. You know, you're out, you're having a good time, but... You better have that watchful eye, you know, on everything that's going on, you know. You can't just sit down and and forget that you're, you know, out and about. Okay? All righty. Well, the ladies, you know, turned this whole conversation around regarding, you know, our migrant issue and, and all of the things that, you know, we don't understand and we're not appreciative of as residents of the United States and, and not having any control 
over this migrant and asylum-seeking process and talked about how we can be servants of God. You know, how do we stand up? How do we take back humanity and show what God wants to do with us? Oh, a fantastic conversation. Okay? Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around. And, you know, we got to talking about uh, quite a bit of business. And, um, you know, I'm going to send you back. I'm going to send you back to listen to that one because that conversation was quite interesting. Okay? All righty. Well, Freestyle Friday rolled around, and we talked to the men who sent us into a real thought-provoking weekend as we chatted about how you handle a sensitive thought. You know, we are, you know, we have to turn around and, and, and let this, uh, <laughs> these younger people now take control. You know, as we grow older, you know, our children will be our caretakers. And what we do for them now is what they will do for us later. Yeah, I don't know how many of us thought about that. But, you know, how we take care of our sensitive sons is is a real important thing because we cannot treat every child the same. So the men talked about how, you know, we have to make sure that, you know, boys know that tears and emotions are God-given. You know, it's not this punk Thing. It's not this, you know, worth, you know, you can't talk to your sons and, and, you know, be a man, be a man, because they're not a man. And unfortunately, a lot of our men were brought up with that concept that, you know, boys don't cry, men don't cry, and look at what we end up with. Woo-wee! You know, we also talked about the fact that, you know, some people say, you know, push them towards that. And our men say, well, you know, there needs to be a balance. You know, we have our job to do, and mom has her job to do as well. You know, he needs to be nurtured. And men are not nurturers. Men are, you know, excuse me, cover us. Dads cover us in a different way than moms cover us. So, you know, we have a job to do, and we got to make sure that there's a balance going on. Well, like I said, they sent us into a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thought-provoking weekend as we, you know, uh, headed into our wonderful days off from the broadcast, you know, and uh, fine job. Very, very, very fine job. Ah. Well, today we are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. All over again and all over again. Thank God that he brought us through. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. 
a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And giving God thanks that we're here today. We're here today to kind of shake off anything that we don't want to bring into today. You know, when we think about how beautiful of a day it is. And things may not be all that we may have hoped it would be. Maybe we don't have the money that we hoped we would. Maybe he or she ain't acting right. Maybe the kids are cutting up. Maybe the job is just not where we want to be anymore. But guess what? God is still on the throne. And he is still in control. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I don't know. Y'all got to help me with something. Y'all got to help me with something. Y'all got to help me with something. Okay, so. My thing is. Why do people... And, you know, maybe this is a church folk question, but it, it, it was just, I'm just listening to it, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I, y'all got to tell me what y'all think about this one. So, when people are talking in church, or churchy things, why do they want to hear your amens to the point where, if you don't say amen, they got to say amen. Praise the Lord. You know, glory be to God. Why do I have to be forced to say amen? I don't get that. I don't get that. Why do why do people do that? You know, if I'm in the Lord, if I'm with you, if I don't necessarily have to say amen to what you're saying, just because I don't say amen doesn't mean that I'm not in agreement with you. Because that's all amen is supposed to be. Amen is supposed to end whatever it is. You're putting a stamp on what you say. That doesn't mean because you don't hear the amens that you're not necessarily with the person. But I may not feel like I want to say amen. Why do I have to be forced to say Amen, or praise the Lord, or, you know, why, 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 that is such a habit, I don't understand, and I'm going to tell you something, if you don't feel the amen, I'm surely not going to force you to say the amen, why do people do that, I don't understand, so, you know, when you're speaking, People may want to put a stamp on it, or people may not want to put a stamp on it. Because at the end of the day, it's about whether people either agree or they don't agree, whether they understand or they don't understand, or they want to say amen or they don't say amen. Just know that whatever you're saying is okay with God. You don't have to force people to say amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> but you, hit me up. Hit me up and let me know if, you know, that's what you're thinking or, you know, you got an explanation for that. 
okay? And I'm, I'm going to talk to my crew today. So maybe they can help me, you know, break that one down. You know, I, 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 I really, I've, and I've been, it seems like it's happening more and more and more. So come on with me now. Help me shake that Monday morning blues. Because I have not, I was, my body was killing me all weekend. But I was determined to lay down yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, my body was killing me. But you know what? God is, is always good. You know, I'm grateful to God for all that he does, all that he is doing, all that, you know, all that is happening in our lives, and I, I, I'm i going to send y'all into our little break, but somebody, 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 help me understand. Remember the question, y'all. If somebody is speaking or, 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 or preaching or just talking, oh, that, that's, the other, oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. You're standing before me, and you're just talking. And it might be in a church environment. Well, that's the only time they say it. But y'all get my point. It's, it, you know, we're in a church environment, and as you're talking, and when you walk up, and you're talking, and you're saying what you got to say, and then all of a sudden, you know, I got to hear, amen. And then if people don't say amen, then it's like, amen. I'm like, yo, amen ain't supposed to be beat out of you. It's supposed to come naturally. And I remember, you know, this has been going on for a minute, but it seems like it's increasing. And no, no, no. Y'all help me out with this. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this today. We forget about church folk tomorrow. We can talk about it again tomorrow if we need to. But today, the question is on the floor. Why do people push you to say amen? You might not be in agreement with them. So I'm not going to say amen if I don't necessarily agree with what you say. Do I want to force a person to agree with what I'm saying? Or maybe a person doesn't understand what you're saying. That's why they're not saying amen. 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 <laughs> All right, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, make sure you go nowhere because we will be right back. June is National Safety Month. And as Americans get back on the road, a lot of things have changed, but not the need for drivers to be safe. Every day on our roads, people are making a difference by practicing good driving habits and following traffic safety laws. So please, put your phone away, drive sober, always wear your seatbelt, never speed, and remember, officers are enforcing traffic safety laws in our communities to save lives, including possibly yours. Let's keep moving forward together safely.
morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Yeah, we are. We are. Whatever happened over the weekend, whatever happened overnight, excuse me, that may not, you know, have made you happy or set right with you, we're going to shake that thing off together today, right? Right. That's what we've been doing for three years. Can you imagine? It's been three years already. Man, that's a whole lot of shaking the Monday morning blues. Ah, well. Come on, come on, come on. It's about that time. We can ready to get our little health tip to get our Monday morning started. And, you know, we're always talking about diabetes. <laughs> and we don't talk about, you know, pre-diabetes. And that's a more recent thing in the last few years. Diabetes, you know, years ago they didn't talk about pre-diabetes, but, you know, that's kind of like an introduction to what you're about to go into (laughs) if you don't change your habits, your eating habits, because if you stay in the sun too long or if you stay in the cold too long or if you talk too long, (laughs) diabetes ain't coming your way, but, hmm, if you don't eat properly, and you don't take care of yourself, yes, pre-diabetes will become full-blown diabetes. So, first of all, let's define what pre-diabetes is. Pre-diabetes, they say, means you have a higher than normal blood sugar level. It's not high enough to be considered type 2 diabetes yet, but, again, If you don't change, before you know it, you will have type 2 diabetes. They say if you have prediabetes, the long-term damage of diabetes, especially to your heart, your blood vessels, your kidneys, may, you know, may start. And progressive prediabetes becomes full-blown type 2 diabetes. So, let's talk about some of the symptoms, okay? They say pre-diabetes, it doesn't usually have any signs or symptoms in a sense, but your markers are there, if you will. And they say that some people, they have darkened skin, On certain parts of your body, they say the affected areas include your neck, your armpits, and your groin. Now, you can't see the back of your neck, but you can sure see the front of your neck. I don't know how many people continually look at their armpits to see if it's dark or not, or darker, and your groin. Do we look down there? (laughs) 
sorry, y'all. That just kind of came out. But, you know, when I looked at these three things, because I'm looking at, remember I told you, I don't read through the whole thing. I always kind of touch on stuff. I kind of glance a little bit. But I didn't see this part <laughs> when I pulled it up last night. But, hey, maybe you should start if you don't. They say the classic signs, um, if you will, because, again, there are no real signs or symptoms, but they say you should watch for these things. Increase the thirst. <clears throat> Frequent urination. Increased hunger. Wow. Fatigue. Blurred vision. Numbness or tingling in the hands or feet. Frequent infections. Slow healing sores. And unintended weight loss. Now, I got to tell you, last I checked, by that time, you got diabetes. <laughs> it ain't no pre or nothing. <clears throat> Those are the things that happen when you have uh, diabetes. They're, you know, they're saying that they don't know what causes pre-diabetes other than things just kind of being done to your body or your intake that is going to push those numbers up. They say your family history and genetics play an important role. So I will say that for those who have diabetes in their family, you really need to watch your own intake because Diabetes is one of those uh, illnesses that will definitely flow through a family. Oh yeah, and and it's it's definitely one like um, like breast cancer. Yeah, it is definitely. If you watch grandma, great grandma, grandpa, great grandpa, oh you better believe somebody in the family is getting hit with that diabetes. Yeah, it is really something that you are just really, really, uh, you might be walking into. They say most of the glucose in your body comes from the food you eat. So when you're ingesting sugar and things like that, carbs, Remember, those carbs break down into sugar. That insulin um, allows the sugar to enter your cells, and it lowers the amount of sugar in your blood. All right? So remember, insulin is produced by the gland located behind the stomach, the pancreas. Ah, Okay, that's the function of your pancreas. And your pancreas sends insulin to it to your blood when you eat. And when your blood sugar level starts to drop, the pancreas slows down the secretion of insulin into the blood. Okay. 
So remember now that sugar intake. I know somebody right now who literally walked themselves into diabetes and uh there wasn't a whole lot of diabetes floating around this person. But because they needed to eat just sugar, 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 everything had to have ketchup and syrup and sugar on it, extra sugar, you know, it, it really became a problem. So now they have diabetes. So you can definitely, you can definitely uh, walk yourself into that. They say that some of the risk factors is weight. Yes, remember being overweight definitely puts you in the line of fire for pre-diabetes. Your waist size, they've, they've been talking about this waist size for years. So they say a large waist size can indicate insulin resistance. So they say that men with waist larger than 40 inches and women with waist larger than 35 inches. Beware. Your diet, they say eating red meat, processed meat, and drinking sugar-sweetened beds. Whoa, 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 is a definite arrow to this prediabetes Inactivity, yes, that sedentary behavior. Stop sitting looking at that TV. Stop sleeping all the time. That stuff helps with the pre-diabetes. Your age. They say pre-diabetes kind of creeps up on you after the age of 35. Your family history. We just got finished talking about that, okay? Remember, I promise you, if there is um, diabetes in your family, Oh, boy, slow down. Race or ethnicity. All right, make sure, you know, if you're on the brown side of life, the American Indians and the Asian American people, more than likely, okay? Gestational diabetes. Remember, your body, when you're pregnant, Oh, that baby is sucking up a whole lot. Your body is changing. And I have a girlfriend who was never diabetic until she got pregnant with her second child. And since then, she has not been able to get a hold of that diabetes. She never had diabetes. Never, never, never. But guess what? Her father did. So she wasn't paying attention to how she was eating. And now, here we are, 33 years later, still dealing with this. Polycystic ovary syndrome. Okay. They say women with common uh, irregular menstrual periods, excess hair growth and obesity, they have a higher risk of diabetes. Can you imagine that? Wow. Sleep. People with sleep apnea. Whoa. Never heard that one before. Yes, people who are overweight or obese and have a higher risk of developing obstructive sleep apnea. Well, well, they say you are at great risk of prediabetes. Tobacco smoking. Man, let me tell you something. I have not heard as much as before 
how this tobacco um, smoking is infecting so much more than they used to know about. Yes. So if you smoking, you better put that cigarette down. All right. So, you know, you want to make sure you do what you need to do to stop the possibility of your diabetes. This is something you can prevent. Trust me, I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it back in 2006. I was told that I had diabetes. I was like, oh, absolutely not. And diabetes runs in my family. And I just cut out everything I didn't need to cut, you know, to have in my diet. And I was I was fine until later on in my life. So I need a, a, a 10-second break, please. We need to talk about this allergy thing. I'm going to do some research on this allergy thing because it can definitely change your life. Oh, my goodness. So, all right, so can't say you didn't learn about the pre-diabetes stuff. All right? So what are we talking about today? Huh. Boy, do I have some stories. Well, one of the things I want to talk about is how we can take uh, the law, you know, into our own hands and we can be effective. You know, we can really make a difference. They say out in Brooklyn, out in Brownsville, they have this group called the Brownsville In Violence Out. That's an organization. And they take the place of police officers for certain activities. Yeah. So for one instance, in one instance rather, they had this these boys who, they said about 12 of them, who were, about, who were chasing some 14-year-old girl down a Pitkin Avenue block. And they were yelling and cursing at her. And they said they had some plainclothes police officers who were around. And they ended up kind of not getting involved because they had this Brownsville in violence out um, standing around. Yeah, so they, you know, they decided they were not going to get involved. And the guys who were there, they kind of, you know, shut it down. And, you know, she kept running and she, you know, she was safe afterwards, and they say that during a five-day period, a five-day consecutive period, they have where the police channel all 911 calls from that area to this civilian group, 
So unless there's some major incident or like a victim, you know, needs to be arrested or, you know, things like that, they reroute all of the activity to this Brownsville Safety Alliance. And they have found that it's been very effective because now you don't have all of these incidences where cops are involved and they tend to make bad decisions as to how to handle us because most people on the other side of the fence, they don't have that issue. They also uh, offer, like, services like free child care, um, addiction recovery. They pass out pamphlets um, regarding, like, health issues. They, you know, engage the community in games and all kinds of different activities to help them stay out of as much trouble as they used to get into. Really nice, right? Really nice. Well, they've been at this for a minute now. So they've been promised for over the next three years that $2.1 million dollars will be given to that organization and organizations, you know, locally that, you know, help. And they they do some type of safety alliance or they're a part of that safety alliance group of um, different organizations, you know, to help with the young people, with the people who need and all kinds of things like that. So... You know, there's a a Nyron Campbell, who's 37, there's our millennial, who comes in and who really helps out this community in this Brownsville and violence out. And they say they feel more safe. They say they walk around with a lot less anxiety. And they say while they know that we do not, you know, while they know they need police, it is possible for us to police ourselves regarding certain incidences. So such as the one where, you know, where they were, you know, the guys were chasing the girls. So, you know, they were able to kind of commandeer, you know, these guys, calm them down, get them kind of rerouted in their thought and activity. So now... You know, things like this. You now think about it. You got a cop that comes in, and now what happens? What's the potential? What's the potential, you know, uh, what's the possibility that something would go wrong? Well, these days and times, it's been highly possible. But they find that, you know, it's, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as they, you know, normally uh, have it especially in Brooklyn, in Brownsville, where they have been heavily crime-ridden for a while. So amen, amen to that. Now, you know, I'm saying amen. I don't want you to say amen. 
you ain't got to say amen, but I'm saying amen to that because it's about that time that we do take on, you know, a lot of our own issues. You know, they talk about the fathers and the mothers, but especially the fathers, you know, come and take back your children, take back the activity level with your children, and your children won't be out here in all this melee. So that's another thing they've done is kind of commandeer a lot of the dads to get involved with their children. And they have found that when, you know, dads are policing their own children, then there's less policing the police have to do. So that is, that's really, uh, you know, I wanted to start off with that one today. I thought it was a really good, really good uh, activity very progressive, praying, you know, praying that more people, more, you know, communities can actually get that done. Well, huh. let's talk about this other issue here. Somebody needs to be talking to these two. So, and and you know what? This is a nice follow-up to that the tail end of, of what we just got finished talking about. You know, we have to talk to our children uh, uh, more. Our girls, we need to get involved with our girls more. <sighs> so out in Dallas, you have the, <laughs> these people out here, and they are young. They are young. I'm looking at their picture now. I don't see where they mention their ages, but they are pretty young, especially her. She looks a lot younger than he is. So you have Kirsten, who's a woman. Kirsten was shot after she got into an argument with Briera because Briera was upset that Kirsten used to talk to her boyfriend, Gabriel. Oh, Lord. So here's how this goes. I want to make sure, because they, they use the last names. So I want to make sure I have the names right. So, Briera calls her boyfriend, Gabriel, during a fight between her and Kirsten. Now they don't say why they're fighting more nothing more than she didn't like the fact that Kirsten was talking to her man. And that was his ex. So somehow or another Kirsten and 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 and, and Briera got into some argument. And during the argument Briera calls Gabriel and tells him to come over because they're fighting. And when he got there, she says to him, smoke her. And do you know, he took out this semi-automatic handgun and shot her two times through the windshield. So she was in the car. So some other woman jumped in, you know, in the car and drove her to the hospital where she later died. Now, that's all it took. So needless to say, this has been going on for a minute. Because this, this ain't the first time. This ain't the first time that they didn't got into some kind of incident. 
But that's all it took was for her to tell him to smoke her. So now they say they even have surveillance video that captures the incident. And they're using other records, they say, social media and body cam footage, and they were able to identify the two of them. So now, I told you, they look young. There they go. Down. Two more lives given into the system because you fighting or arguing with somebody's ex. Oh, let me tell you something. How many of these men stand around and they love to see all of this go on? They love this. They love this. They love to see women fighting over them. They love to see um, all that melee go on. You know, they get get their kicks out of this. And you like two dummies sometimes is both. You know, at least one dummy in the group. You know, now somebody going over the line. So, you know, he might probably want to prove himself to her, you know, and now she says smoke him, smoke her, and she he smoked her. So now y- y'all going to be smoking all right. Y'all smoke your way right to prison, right to jail. So here's the problem. You did that to prove to her what? Because you were the shooter. So she's going to jail for whatever she did, but it ain't going to be the same amount of years. And if you think that she's going to be loyal to you, oh, you got another thought coming because she's moving on with her life. So you just shot your ex for her, and now, lo and behold... Now you are going to be sitting behind bars pretty much for the rest of your life. So now let's see. Let's see who's smoking who at that point. Oh, goodness. All right. Y'all going to love this one. Y'all going to love this one. We always talk about the teachers going buck wild. Well, well. Well, they have this teacher in California who taught in a high school. She is on administrative leave because of her teaching antics again. So they say, Louise, they say they have a video of this teacher who was sitting in her class talking about sex toys and why gay sex is pleasurable for men. Now, you're a woman. You're a woman. And you're going to talk to them about why a man or how is it that a man is why he's Pleased with several things. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I haven't told you anything yet. So, 
Here's what she was said. Here's what she was caught on tape video saying. Here is where the prostate is. <laughs> Jesus. So you don't have to go inside the booty hole. You can actually just push on the seam, and that stimulates the prostate gland as well. They apparently really like that, she says. So that's why for male and male, anal sex is still very pleasurable because of the fact that it hits the prostate, and there's a lot of nerve endings in your body as well. So the girls... The G-spot prostate, they're the equivalent to each other. She talks about Target having male sex toys. And she says if you go to Target and go where the tampons and pads are, they have uh, things that look like a little box. But if you open up, there's like a Velcro in front of the box. You open it up and bam, sex toy. A student adds, well, CVS has those toys too. And she says, yes, CVS has a lot of them. She then goes to say, and so that's why when you look at the toys, a lot of them look like this. And she uses her arm to make a shape. And the reason because, because it's for is finding that spot where the prostate is. This is what we have traded in for regular education. I read you what was on the videotape. That's what she was caught on video saying. Yes, my silence. They are ridiculous. They are ridiculous. Why do you feel comfortable talking about male stimulation and prostate? I mean, okay, so if you want to talk about the prostate, then talk about being cancer-free. Or, you know what, make sure you get your prostate checked. You know, a lot of men don't, and that's how they end up with cancer. And what in the world? What in the world? are you doing it's it is getting worse and worse and worse it's it this here this here did this, this if we don't take control over what's going on we are going to boys I'm telling you, y'all got to really, y'all got to really ask your kids when they come home from school, ask your grandchildren what exactly it is that they talked about today. Because one plus one ain't being discussed. 
Imagine how much they don't know because of what they're not being taught. That's that's what we're getting in school today. This is what, so now they have her on leave. They don't say whether this is like paid leave or, you know, or not. But supposedly they are really upset at the fact that this is what she was teaching. They said that this is not part of the curriculum. I don't even know what she should have been teaching. I was trying to figure out, well, what 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 was her class? Was she supposed to be teaching math, science? <laughs> what 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 uh, what is ELA or or or, or 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 what do you call it? Uh, English, what, Spanish. What what should you have been teaching? And you ended up teaching. Here's the prostate, and this is what it's shaped like. And if you touch it here or touch it there, and this is where you find um, uh, 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 sex toys. Why? Why is this a part of your conversation? You know what? Let me tell you something. In my opinion, these people don't need to be on administrative leave. They need to lose their job, and they need to be banned from ever teaching again. Unless somebody hires them for another purpose, completely. But in a regular school, K through 12, nah, you need to be officially banned from talking about, you know, I mean, teaching anybody in anybody's school. Because enough is enough now. Enough is enough. These are not your children. These are not your children. And you need to be banned from being around and in front of anyone else's children. Now, y'all going to have to talk to me today because I only have one Duta member on the phone with me today. And me, me and Tamika vibe real well. But uh, I don't know if she want to talk to me for the next 45 minutes. So let's say good morning to Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning to you. Happy Monday. Has everybody fixed the Monday morning boo? Are they doing it? I don't know, but Pastor Carol, as soon as I said that, as soon as I said, let's say good morning to uh, Tamika, Pastor Carol jumped on. So his spidey senses must be on this morning. <laughs> so good morning, Pastor Carol. Listen up. Because we're going to talk about some stuff today. Now, how are you, my dear? How are you, Tamika? I am. I am doing well. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. All righty. Well, we're talking about, you know, this, 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 uh, this couple. And she, what's her name, Briera. Talking to and fussing with was Kirsten, and she gets to a point where she calls Gabriel, who is her present boyfriend, who is the ex to Kirsten, and she says, "You know what, smoker," and he pulls out the gun and he shoots her and kills her. 
wouldn't it be nice to just be able to snap your finger and make things happen? So now you've got lives that are now given to the grave and to this system one more again over some nonsense, over the fact that you had enough control to tell him to smoke him. So, yeah. Like I said, they're going to be smoking all right because everybody's going to be sitting up in jail. And here's the kicker. So you smoked Kirsten for her when you are sitting in jail probably doing life. She's going to be out, and she's going to be living her life because she ain't going to be thinking about you because you're going to have the rest of your life to spend in jail. So, yeah, she'll be floating around dating whoever she want to date, and you'll be sitting up in jail for murder. Was it worth it? Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> the the sad part about that that whole thing is she knew he was off. You know, she there's no doubt yep. in my mind. When I say to you, smoke yo, smoke him. You you hear that phrase, you automatically know that whomever you're talking to is on edge and all you need is a simple phrase, smoke him, and they're done. Yep. It, it, you know, party over. Yep. Life is over. You know, and the 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 thing that I'm thinking about is she could easily, when they get ready to go to, she could say, "Well, I said smoking, but I didn't think he would actually do it." You know, and so the you know, depending on what the court or what the jury, if there is a jury, sees, you know, they can have compassion on her, and she she's walking. You know, and trust and believe, you think that when you get out, she's going to be sitting there waiting, pine, you know, oh, I, I can't wait till he boom, boom, gets out of jail so that we can live together. No, it's over for you. Um, you know, yep. not only that, you, not only with you smoking that way, also realize that just so, you, oh, you smoking. <laughs> There's a totally oh, yeah. different type of smoke for you, trust and believe, you know, and so. My heart goes out to the family of the, the young lady who was killed over something. You know, and here's the thing. I'm not even with you anymore. Our relationship is over. All we had was a conversation. Can You know, it could have been something simple. You don't even know. You came in on the side end, and you saw us talking, and you lost your mind to that degree. So not only is he off, but she was off because you're going to lose your mind because I'm talking to my ex about something. For all you know, you don't know what the conversation was. Can I have my shirt back? Can I have my sweater back? You don't know what the conversation was. You just flew off the hand. Yo, smoker. Wow. And this is how, you know, people nowadays, they are so off edge. You know, you get angry so fast, malicious so fast, rage so fast. And all they have to use is two words, smoker. Yep. That's all, and you know, let me tell you something. When that Briera called him to tell him to smoke that ex, that ex knew his potential as well. He didn't been crazy around her too, which is probably why she's the ex. So now, sure <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, he didn't been crazy around her too. But she opted to leave. No, you, crazy meets crazy, and crazy invites crazy to become crazier. And now he's trying to prove himself to this new chick. And, again, she ain't going to be thinking about him later because she's not going to get the same time. She wasn't the one who pulled the trigger. So she's not going to get the same time that he gets. Even if they get the fact that, okay, well, you know what, you called 
him over, and you're the reason why she was murdered. They're not getting the same time. They never get the same time. So now he might as well say bye-bye to a whole lot of things because it ain't going to matter no more. So, oh, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I remember in the five heartbeats. <laughs> Do you Please tell me you saw the five heartbeats, Tamika. You know, I only watch Christian films and, you know, five, you know, I'm only just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a scene in the five heartbeats where um, the, the woman, JT, ends up walking off with this woman after they got finished singing in this little spot. And, the, and her boyfriend shows up as they're walking off. And he, one of his lines, he says, what's a man got to do to prove himself? So that's what I thought of when I thought of this guy actually smoking this woman for, you know, the new girlfriend, you know. And th- this is, so I have to ask, Shanti, <laughs> Yes, it was. We're going back and we're going to watch that movie tonight. What's a man got to do to prove himself? Or what? Well, you know what? Then what is the line? I, okay, so that's the line I've written, Tamika. <laughs> I've written the line for the five heartbeats. So they need to hire me. What's a man got to do to prove himself? Why did that come to my mind? Somebody's got to tell me why. But anyway, that's that's what I'm going to ask Pastor KL. Do you know y'all really do stuff to prove yourselves to, to you know to women? <laughs> she is really telling me that this is not a line in the movie. Well, Brother Al just joined the line. So he's gonna he gonna let me know whether because Pastor Kale, I don't know if he'd have seen the five heartbeats, but maybe Brother Al will be able to tell me that you know whether this is really in line or not. Because Shantice is a bully, so I don't know whether this is really in line or not. But nonetheless, you know, do men really? I mean, come on, are they really doing that these days? That is so played out. That is so played out to me. To me, it's like, yeah, you still doing stupid stuff like that. So now everybody goes to jail. Bye bye. It don't matter. <laughs> Poor little Kirsten's dead. Uh, 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 Brianna going to jail. You going to jail. So ain't nobody got to fight over nobody. Because by the time they get to y'all individually, you'll be fighting for your life. So, oh well. <sighs> okay, let's talk about this other thing here about this teacher. So the teacher says, and I got to say this for Pastor KL and for anybody who missed this. So here's what she says to the class. She was caught on video saying the following. Here is where the prostate is. So you don't have to go inside the booty hole. You can actually just push on the seam, and that stimulates the prostate gland as well. Then she says they apparently really like that. So that's why for male and male, anal sex is still very pleasurable because of the fact that it hits the prostate and there's a lot of nerve endings in your body as well. So the girls, the G-spot prostate, they're the equivalent to each other. Then she starts talking about the fact that you can find sex toys in Target. 
She says, if you go to Target and go where the tampons and pads are, oh, they have, and she points to something or another. She says, they just look like a little box, but if you open up, um, there's like a Velcro in front of the box, and you open it, and bam, sex toy. And a student jumps in and says, yeah, CVS has sex toys too. And she says, yes, yes, CVS has a lot of them. And so that's why when you look at the toys, a lot of them look like this. And she does something, some hand or shit with her arms and hands. And she says, and the reason because it's for and the reason because it's for finding that spot where the prostate is. Now, clearly this was not a sex education class. Faculty, the, the, the superintendents and the district are supposedly in an uproar because this is what you decided you were going to talk about in the classroom. Tamika, should we just start homeschooling or what? That's my question. I don't mean no harm at all, but this is why I thank God that I did not have any children because it's just crazy. So you mean to tell me little Johnny has no idea how to write cursive. Little Johnny can't tell time from a regular clock. But you're going to tell him about sex education in this degree, knowing also that you're not even a sex education teacher. Like, what gives you the right to even verbalize about that, you know? And then my thing is, I go with CVS all the time. I go in Rite Aid all the time. I never even knew that they had those type of things in those type of stores because I'm not looking for them. So when you open up the door to curiosity, now there's, you know, this thing, you know, obviously the, 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 the youth confirmed it. Like, oh, yeah, they have it in CVS. Wow. Like, the world of that has been opened up in a way that, like, you have to now not just tell, you know, little Johnny or little Susie, you know, don't let anybody touch you. You know, you, you have to guard them with everything, stuff that we, we held sacred until, oh, well, they're too young for that. Let me wait till they're 10 or make, let me wait till they're 12. Now it's like you come out the womb and you're not even talking yet. Let me tell you about sex education. This is ridiculous. This does not make any sense, and it has to really honestly stop. You know, here's the other thing that I think about. You think as a parent or as a guardian, whatever it is that your role is, you have to sign to get in. You have to show your ID. You have to go through these hoops to pick up a child or to come even to the school, inside the school facility. But you, you've got staff that is in the school that's teaching all kinds of stuff, how to fight, how to slap somebody, how to punch somebody, how to knock somebody out, how to choke somebody, and now sex toys and sex education in this degree. Also, knowing that you're not experiencing it as a man, you're talking about it as a woman. What is right. your right and how do you right. know? What type of people right. do you hang with? So, oh, my right. head, my head. That's the same thing I thought. I'm like, it's bad enough you, you're you presenting this to the students, but you ain't even talking as a man. So all you're getting is, is secondhand, thirdhand, 20th hand information. You're not even speaking as a man. So you really don't have any business 
talking about this um, topic, you're going to talk about what happens, and you're even using terminology, the booty hole. I mean, you are graphic in your description. And here we are worrying about what we say on the broadcast. I'm worried about what I say on the broadcast. Exactly. You tell us it's, it's just, it, it, there's no line that's drawn here without even talking about the details or, Tamika, whether it was correct or incorrect information. I don't even want to know. It does not matter. Hint, hint. It doesn't matter to me. But the fact that you felt, so, and here's not, 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 let me finish that sentence because I hate when people do that. You felt so comfortable. But the other thing to, for me to make it is you don't see all the other teachers getting in trouble for this? You dope. Mm-hmm. You, if you're reading this, you better believe as an insider, as a teacher, as as faculty, you're reading, you're reading and you're hearing about this. You're seeing this on the news. So what, you thought you were going to get away with it when other people have lost their jobs for this same reason? Dumb, 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 and dumb. I, I, I'm just done. I'm just done. Let's see what Pastor K.O. has to say because I surely want to talk about that initial question I had in my opening. Let's say good morning to... <laughs> I just got a text that said maybe she's a man, and that was actually something that I held on to. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't say that openly, but that's what one of our listeners just sent in. Well, that was my thought. Maybe you ain't talking as a woman, because these days and times you sometimes can't tell who's who. So I happen to agree with my my listener. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How you doing, Pastor? I am okay, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Good, 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 and thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Pastor Kale, I got a question. You heard the story of Kirsten now dead because Briera called Gabriel and told him to smoke her. Are men really still doing things to prove themselves to women? Um, not not men in my age. You know, we 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 too old to smoke. You know, we we we're not doing all that stuff. <laughs> we we don't even want second degree smoke. You know what I mean? So, you know, at, at this point, I wouldn't even know what what she talk about when he said smoker. I, I would think it was a threesome or something. So, you know, uh, uh, no, we ain't doing that no more. We ain't doing that. Now, the young folks, well, you know, when, the young folks now these days, everything is shooting. You know, yeah. they don't ask questions. Everything is shooting for the young folks. Yeah. So they may. Yeah. Everything. You know, I, as soon as I read the terminology, I knew what it was. I knew what smoker was. But I, I, I was just like, I said, I got to ask the men. You know, we are really doing this because now you're going to jail for a much longer term than she is. So when she, because she's right. young, you can look and see how young, that she's young. She can't be no more than about 23. He looks a little older. So now she's going to be fresh out of jail 
and you're going to be in jail, and she's going to be smoking a whole lot of people out here. And it ain't going to be and you because she, she come with this. She's still going to look fresh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of me mentioning her age. I agree with you. You will be in jail looking and living old, and she's going to be young out here doing whatever she does. So I don't know. Right. I just had right. to get that question out. Do men really do that these days, you know, out here trying to prove themselves? Pastor Carroll, did you ever see Five Far Beats? No, I saw the 12 disciples. You know what? You and Tamika, y'all are so fired. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who hasn't seen the five heartbeats? Oh, I, my I God. I've seen I, I, I see them. I'm just playing. I've seen them. Oh, phew. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, wait a minute. But when I don't, JT I don't know the line you're talking about. I don't know yeah. the line. It's so shocking says that uh, the line is not in the movie. Do you remember that line? No, I don't remember that line either. You know what? I'm not making sure I don't know that you're you're a playwright, so you probably thought it should be in there. minimum 
at minimum, she should definitely um, be fired. She shouldn't have a job anymore. Listen, I'm a grown, hardback man. I mean, I'm grown, real grown. And I don't even want to talk about um, um, what, what you call it, claustrophobia, whatever you think that, that thing is, that when, when you got to examine the booty. I don't even want to have that conversation. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to drink the stuff that that, 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 that makes you go to the bathroom. I don't even want to have that conversation. And it's for my good. You understand what I'm saying? Um, health-wise, it's for my good. But at my age, I, I squirm at the conversation, at the thought of it. Let alone you don't have this conversation with a bunch of uh, children. No, 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 no. Holding out to see, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah, it, it, it has to be where she doesn't. She never teaches another child in a public school forum, private school forum. They need to just ban her and people like her 100% from teaching anybody, period, of any age, if they're not an adult. Right. Enough is enough already. And like I said to Tamika, you know, you would think that with all of this, um, in the news on a regular basis that somebody would say, well, you know what, they're not allowing this. I don't want to lose my job. You know, I taught that one class, and that was the last class I taught. That was the last class I taught. Is it worth that you no longer have a paycheck because you don't have self-control? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, thank you for joining us. I got a question that's on the table that I'm coming back to. Um, and it, it ain't going to happen tomorrow in the church folk segment, so uh, we're going to talk about it today. Uh, let's say good morning to Brother Al. Good morning, Brother Al. Good morning, good morning, chop, chop, um, good morning. Oh, yeah. Um, Brother Al, we got some stuff to talk about. You know, I did ask Pastor KL, you know, do men shoot? Stand up, go all buck wild for women anymore. You know, here's this guy. You know, he has his ex and his present girlfriend talking and arguing. And the, the, the present girlfriend calls him over and says, listen, just smoke her. And he shoots and kills the ex. Are guys really doing that anymore? No, you know, you know it's funny, because um, I've been listening in the whole time and you know for me working around the younger kids and stuff like that um it's funny because it's reversed the women are doing it i've seen so many women oh. fighting over a girl i'm um, fighting over a guy and 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 and, and want to hurt a female over you know he's seeing both of y'all and and you know she want to beat up the girl she want to do it so it's, it's funny because it's reversed now you know guys used to do it to say okay let me let me, this is how much I love you that I'll do anything, but it's reversed now. The girls are doing it. Wow, wow, wow. And you know what, Brother Al? It doesn't surprise me, to be honest with you. Because when we spoke last week, you know, I made the, the, the statement that the girls are worse than the boys now. So it, it, it doesn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, me. most definitely. It doesn't surprise me. Most definitely. If you see some of the stuff I see, I'm just like, the girls are so aggressive. The boys don't have to do anything anymore. The girls got no problem coming up to her and saying, yo, I like you. And, 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 and you got friends who are supposed to be friends. They know that she's dating them, and they still date them anyway. It's, it's crazy. It's totally reversed now. Wow, wow, wow. 
All right, Brother Al, you in the school system. You know, this this, this teacher has really crossed the line um, discussing things that she was not given approval to discuss. You would think that, you know, with all these other teachers who have crossed the line and they've been reprimanded, fired, and all kinds of things, that you would think, you know what, let me not do this because I still want my job, still want my paycheck, should she go to jail? Should she just lose her job? Should well, what? What do you think as a teacher, considering that you're seeing all of this stuff already, that the teachers ain't got nothing to do with? Now you're just giving them more information that they don't need. What do you think should happen to her? I think she should lose her job. I don't think she did anything that will push further as going to jail, but she should use her job because it sounded like she was talking about her own her own fantasy or what she do or what she like. You know, um, sex education, again, is to teach the kids about their body, you know, about their body, about the, about the diseases that's going on and things like that. But she went into full sexual act detail. So that sounds like something that, that she did to her. She shared it. Uh, yeah, because it sounds like there, there could be another side of the fence that's going on that they don't openly know about. <laughs> I don't know, Brother Al. You know, I, I, I think that they need to increase the punishment because, as I've said, you know, these people have, or people have already done this. So losing your job does not seem to be effective. And it should be a legal um, uh, overstep, in my opinion. You didn't sign up to teach children this. What are you possibly teaching children? How are you affecting their minds? And and how, what? Do you, yeah, I think it needs to be some legal, some some something, something, something. You know, if, if not prison, up something. But I, I do believe it needs to go a step further. I, they're not learning. And they're not learning. You know, and especially if she's not the health teacher. You know, you're not the health teacher. You just trying to teach. What'd you say, Al? I said especially if she not, you know, it don't sound like she was the health teacher. She just no, trying to have this conversation with her. No! Because it would, the story would be different. The story would be we're discussing sex education, but we're not discussing this. That's not, what, that's, that's not what she was teaching. That's not what she's hired to teach. And I think we need to have, there should be more of um, a, a consequence to teaching our children this kind of stuff. Now, the difference is she's in high school opposed to some of the other teachers who have been in, you know, elementary school. But I think, I think there needs to be something now. I think there needs to be some legal uh, uh, line that they have crossed. Because I think it is illegal. I think it's illegal to, to sign on that you would teach our children and then you would put these things in their head. Now, I ain't saying that they're not watching TV. I'm not saying that they haven't heard it someplace else, but surely not to school. I'm not sending my kid to school. And like uh, Tamika said, they don't know how to write and script. They don't know how to do simple things that we were taught how to, how to do. But yet you, can, you have to free, no, take that freedom away. And in more than one way. I'm sorry. It needs to be. I think if they start doing more, the the punishment is more severe, 
then maybe they would stop doing it. Because clearly, other people getting fired, it doesn't matter to them. So, oh well. All right. So I have a question. I, yeah, I, agree I agree with you. What did you say, Brother Al? I said, yeah, I agree with you. Like you said, they're not teaching the simple stuff. These kids can't even tell time on a regular clock. Put a regular clock no. in front of them, man. Look at you like you said. No. <laughs> Brother Al, I was in church one day, and I said, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back at a quarter to 12. Half of them came up to me and asked me what did that mean. And I ain't talking about the children. I'm wow. talking about 20, early 30s. Yes, I'm, I tell you no lie. They were like, what, what is a quarter two? And I was speechless. I'm like, what do you mean? What's a qu-? I said, no, don't tell me. All y'all know is digital time. Y'all don't know anything about an analog clock. Don't say half past, 20 after. They don't know that. But you would teach them about the prostate, all kinds of stupid stuff. Yeah, it, it's no, it's time for them to to have larger consequences. That's it. Yeah, Tamika, wow. That's what I felt when I was standing there at the pulpit. I was stuck because I was trying to figure out why you don't know what a quarter two is. I was like, that's 1245. And it was like, oh, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I got to teach him how to tell time in church. Oh, Jesus. Yes. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. I have a question for you three. I- I'm noticing now that when you have preachers or people standing before you in church or a church setting, you know, you you hear amen and if you want to say amen to what you said, then you say amen to what you said. But if they say amen, first of all, why are you saying amen? Why are you asking me amen? Why is that coming up? But if you do, if you do, and if they don't hear a certain amount of amens, amen, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Amen is, means that's it. I agree that's the end of the of the point. I'm not in agreement all the time. So I may not say amen. You may say something a little twisted to me. I'm not amening, amening what you say. So I actually got some responses. I um, actually got some responses. Um, why is my phone locked? Wow. Okay, my phone is actually locked. Okay, here it is. Here it is. All right. I got, yes, that gets on my nerves. Sometimes I don't agree. And somebody said, amen. <laughs> it's, 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 it's disturbing to me because I've seen it done while somebody's giving a sermon. I've seen it while someone is just up speaking. And I'm sorry, I don't think I should be pushed to say amen. Tamika, what's your thoughts? I'll start with you. So I've seen it in a setting um, whereas they're not getting a response, you know, and so they say amen, and it's like, okay, you didn't get a response. And then amen, 
you know, and then you get a response. You know, you can't make me say amen. You know, for instance, let's just say you have uh, a service that's going on next week. If I'm not going to be there, I'm not going to say amen, you know, because I'm letting you know um, I heard you and I'm looking right at you, but I'm not coming. So, you know, your amen doesn't change how, um, what my determination is, you know, for those that are going, they can say amen. But for me, you know, it may, I, I'm not going to say it, you know, I, I, you know, I'm looking at you. That means that I heard you, you know, in some instances, amen is used, um, because there's too much going on in the church, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm speaking and, you know, let's just say, for instance, they take an offering or whatever the case is, and they feel like they're not, um, being heard. You know, in, in instances that I've seen that, that's usually where I've seen that they say it like that. Amen. And then like nobody is amen, you know, so that I'm getting you to, hey, it's kind of like shaking you up. Um, those are the instances that I've seen that. And what do you feel about it? You know, again, it, it doesn't change me from saying amen. That's a choice, you know, um, and that, that's that's pretty much where I go with that. If I'm going to say amen, I, I am. And if I'm not, I'm still not. Doesn't matter how hard you say it. You can say yeah. it on top of the, the, the tithe the uh, box and say amen. If I choose not to say it, then I choose not to say it. All righty. Pastor KL, you know, you, you, you get some people who, you know, even writing a sermon, you know, you get an amen. Like they're asking you to say amen, and then you have others who, you know, say amen, and when you don't uh, say amen or they don't hear the amount of amen, amen, you know, almost like you're forcing a person to agree with you. What's your thought? Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I, I think it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. I really, really, really think it's ridiculous. Um, because if, if you are God's mouthpiece, you know, and you're speaking what God is, is telling you to speak, you don't need agreement. You know, you, you don't need anybody to confirm what God has already spoken to you for the people. The people will either receive it or they will reject it. But you have already done your job. So you don't need all of that. Unfortunately, a lot of folks, that the amen is the hype man from the show. So if I can get amens, then it takes me to the next level of my hype, of my performance. That is the key word, of my performance, not of what God is saying, because whatever God tells me to say, I need to say it without an amen. Some stuff is going to step on your toes, and you're not going to get an amen from that because people are going to be convicted by what you say. So if you're waiting for amens for, for me telling you about adultery, you wait for amen for me telling you about stealing, and this is the life that you're living, but you're not going to get that. However, you need to release what God has told you to release and move on. Alrighty. Brother Al, Brother Al, what about the amen corner? Okay, maybe Brother Al is unavailable. Amen. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. What about the amen corner, Brother Al? You know, those people who, and I'm finding it more and more. 
I'm finding people are doing it more and more. They're insisting on your amen. How do you feel about that? It's funny to me, really. You know, I mean, because I, I, I you know, when when I did when I decided to get myself back into going to church, and I went to a few churches, and I've seen that, and I've seen uh, someone up there speak and say Amen, and nobody said none, and they said I said Amen, and then people <laughs> said it. I'm like, wow. So you forcing people to say Amen? You know, I've seen uh, uh, a person preaching. And they said more amen than the word that they were trying to teach us. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of crazy. And I've seen, no, I've, I've seen one pastor said amen, nobody wasn't saying nothing. And he said, well, if you can't say amen, say ouch. I'm like, wow, okay. I see where this is going. Yes, I've heard that. And I've heard that. Yes. 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 I've heard that. If you can't say amen, say ouch. And from my understanding, amen is like a... It's like you agree, like you agree with what's saying, and you have to, you have to, um, again, know your word. Pastor Kale said all the time, and I saw someone was talking about Job, and I read the book of Job with Tamika and, and got to understand it. And this woman said that, uh, yeah, because, you know, uh, Job cursed God. And people going, amen, amen. I'm looking like, no, he didn't. No, 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 take those amen back. That's not what happened. <laughs> you know, so. So I guess people look for that as approval, like Pastor Carol said, or hype, you know, to hype you up. And, you know, but if God giving you the word to speak to people, you don't need all that. You just do what he tell you to do. So I, I, think, it's, I think it's just kind of crazy. Amen. And it's funny at the same time for some of the things I hear. <laughs> Amen. You know, you two um, pretty much said what I said in the beginning. My thing is, if you're giving a word... You just said amen. I mean, you agree with me. (laughs) Absolutely. Amen. You know, I remember in church, there was one of the the guys in church, you know, um, you know, I have... God has sent me a a very young congregation, and a lot of them are not churched. Some of them have never been to church. I found out some of them never even believed in God. You know, so... I'm very careful, not just because of who I am. I'm really very careful about what I do, period. But especially with them, I'm very, very careful. And one one day, one of the, the young men asked, you know, well, when do you say amen? You know, I hear, you know, some of you saying amen, but I'm not sure as to, you know, when to say it. So we explained exactly, you know, what it was. So now I I take them out to other churches, which is why we don't go everywhere, because now you got somebody standing in front of them. Amen. Amen. It's like, yo, you, you stop. Stop. You don't know who's sitting before you. You don't know how this is being received. You know, stop doing that. There is nothing in the Bible that tells you to force people to say amen. If you understand what amen means, then when you stand, and I said exactly what, what was said by, uh, by you all, if God gives you a word, whether it's you, you preaching or whether you're just speaking, you don't need anybody's amen. I don't even think I ever say amen to my own stuff. That's the other thing that cracks me up. Why am I saying amen to my own stuff? I just put a period there. And when you speak, people know when you've ended a sentence. It's almost like how you were taught to read. 
You don't read everything like it's a run-on sentence. You stop, you pause, you do whatever you do. I don't have to amen my own stuff. I'm trying to figure out where did that come from? I got to say amen to something that God gave me? No, that makes no sense to me. But if that's how you preach or that's how you speak and you need to amen your own stuff, then feel free. But, I mean, surely we can't be in, uh, 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 forcing people to say amen. And, and and this is just stuff that, again, tradition, habits. You see somebody else do it, it's like the heathen. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. you To me, you lose me. And I don't know about any of you. Um, and you just lose. I, I stop even listening after a while. Because I don't want to hear you tell me to say amen. So, unfortunately, part of your word is not even going across because I don't want to be, I, 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 you, didn't, you didn't kill me with the amens. So, I, I was like, this morning, yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, well, maybe what it is is it's so quiet, you know, because our church is about a lot smaller, that if it echoes back and they hear it, then they, then they acknowledge that an amen was said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't figure it out. But it, it comes across, you know, <laughs> Shanti says, amen to losing me. It, it, I, like I said, I can't speak for everybody else. Maybe it is the echoing thing to me. I don't know. But it, it really, we really got to watch what we do because we don't know the effect that it's having on the people in the room. And, you know, we, we really got to watch all of this stupid habits, habitual things we do that will possibly send the wrong message. So I, I got people use amen like a period in a sentence. Yes. Yes. People say amen. But are you amen in your own stuff? Amen. Okay. Thank you so much, my dude, Tom Crew, for jumping on and, and uh, contributing to today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. It sounds like you're traveling past the KL, so we pray that you arrive at your destination with travel and mercies. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You have a blessed day as well. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well. Amen, Sheila. God bless. <laughs> I was getting ready to do the same. I was going to say amen. All right, now. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Oh, you know what time it is. It's the top of a Monday morning, and there's only one thing we do at the top of a Monday morning, and that is get the switch tip with Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Amen. All right. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think before we start? What do you think of the amen corner? It is extremely annoying. And in my a personal opinion, you seem real whack when you got to <laughs> get insurance from the congregation when you up there talking, whatever you're doing, whether you presiding or whether you're giving the word for the day. It's like, listen, like right now, I'm blank. I I pray, amen, that Jesus speaks through me heavily 
more heavily than he has the other week. Because I tell you, the switch tip was not <laughs> right now. I am blank. But I was like, you know what, God? What I just trust you speak to me. I'm sorry, speak through me, Jehovah Spirit. But I can't be on here talking about, okay, the switch tip was morning. Amen. We make the switch <laughs> on the street. Amen. It's like, listen, you either got it or you don't. You know, and, and he'll, he'll give you the words and, and you know, may, maybe he'll give me the words and it won't hit me till later or, you know, but you have to trust that, you know, the opportunity that you have to speak to people, he has blessed you with that. And, you know, whatever he gives you to say, he gives you to say and just have confidence in him and not in yourself in that moment. But it it it, it does. I agree with you, Pastor Stuff. It, my ears turn off, not even intentionally. But don't come and ask me what someone said if, if most of it was amen. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I stopped listening. <laughs> All righty. I'm sorry. And real quick, Pastor Seth, the line in the five heartbeats was, I got to fight every night just to prove my lose. That was I can't it. believe it was the same thing. No, no, no. <laughs> Prove my love was the key was the key phrase. I said, "Prove my love." Okay, but thank you for the correction. Thank you for the correction. Now, what you got for us today that the spirit of the Lord is going to deliver to you? <laughs> Amen. Today we got the switch for Sean Peace where we make the switch from the streets to our godly feet. And our switch tip 151 is choose your lane. I did first have stay in your lane, but then I thought the Holy Spirit was like, you can't say that because what if they then make concessions for God and Jesus to now turn them around? So switch tip 151, choose your lane. And I was like, wait, I know what lane means, but God told the definition. Lane, a narrow road especially in a rural area. And once I read Narrow Road, it brought me to the verse that Jesus spoke literally out his mouth. We talked about the road that we travel on. Matthew seven thirteen b through 14. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is, a, is very narrow, and the road is difficult. And only a few ever find it. So when we're thinking about choosing our lane, God is telling us to make a choice. And the Holy Spirit has been moving me for like the past year or so. And it's like, you know, God is not, you know, once upon a time, he would let a lot of us rock, meaning a lot of us just be content. We're just saying, you know, I acknowledge God. I know Jesus is my Savior, this, that, and the third. But we didn't have to make a true commitment because he was giving us a lot of wiggle room. Well, that wiggle room time is over. He is saying you have to make a distinct choice, an intentional choice, a consistent choice as to who you are choosing, as to who you are following. So if we choose to be on that highway to hell, that highway that is very broad and that many are choosing, then that's the lane that we choose to be in. Or if we're choosing to be on the road that leads to the gateway of life that is very difficult and that only few choose and only few will find, then that's the lane that we have to choose to be in. And for those who drive legally and actually follow the the traffic laws, you have to 
stay in the lane when you drive. And there's certain points where you can't switch lanes. You know, if it's a double um, line, you can't switch the lanes, then so on and so forth. You have to make a choice as to which lane you're going to drive in. And that's what God is saying to us right now. And that brought me to Joshua twenty four fifteen in New Living Translation, which reads, But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Again, choosing. Now, when we think about choosing, we think about these three verses, well, these two and a half verses that God pointed out this morning. You have to go to God and ask God to help you choose your lane. You cannot choose the lane that seems convenient and popular because just like Jesus says, the highway to hell that everybody is following, and one of the things that is tripping everyone up is like, how are all these people going to be wrong? Because they're going to be wrong. Because there is familiarity in popularity because there's comfortability and popularity. It's like, well, everybody's doing this and this must be right. Or And, the, and there's some people who's, who will admit, well, I know it's not right, even in the church world. Even in the church world, whether it's clergy or whether they're just, you know, just congregants in the church, I know it's wrong, but because this is what everyone is doing, that's the lane that I'm choosing. So you have to make sure we're making the switch and we can do it together even though the lane to God is very narrow and only few will find it, you will not be in that lane by yourself. So link yourself with a like-minded person or like-minded people who have the courage in God to say, you know what, I'm going to follow the road that actually leads to him that, yes, it is difficult. But making a switch from choosing the lane that seems popular and traditional and that everyone else is doing and making sure you're choosing the lane that seems difficult. Listen, just a quick tip and a hit. If it seems hard, that's the lane of God, okay? Because, yes, God loves you, and he's going to make concessions for you, and, yes, he's going to shower you, shower you with blessings so there, there's no room for it. You're going to have to find a room for all the blessings that he has. But it, he's going to challenge you because he's going to pull the things out of you that doesn't belong and put the things in you that belong. So let's make sure we're making a switch to choosing our lane and letting God know that we're being intentional in the decision of the lane that we're choosing to be on. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Shanti, for that switch chip. Choose your lane. Boy, does that tie in everything together this morning. Thank you so much, and we pray you have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. India, as Shanti's speaking, I got a another phrase that is very questionable to me, and I purposely stayed away from that today. Uh, so, I'm, But we're going to discuss that one on a church folk day because I'm seeing that that's becoming even more and more and more. So um, I'm not going to talk about it now because I purposely, I purposely stayed away from that phrase today. But I definitely am going to bring that up in a church folk question. So thank you so much for your submission. The benediction for today, I'm going old school. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face 
shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Number 62226. Hmm. You know, I, I, I say to you, all the time, you know, that God deals with me um, consistently and I'm making changes every day. You know, the Bible tells us that we have, what do you call it? Um, We have, we're changing inwardly every day. That's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted to say. We're changing inwardly every day. Well, not only am I changing inwardly every day, because it has to start internally, but I'm changing outwardly every day. And I said to you not that long ago, I said it's almost like God is giving me X-ray view of everything. I'm picking up everything these days. And I understand when you're in leadership, you've got to be very sensitive to things because how are you going to lead your people onto that narrow road if you don't pick up on all the things they're doing on the broad road? So you have to choose your lane. And and pretty much that's what we were talking about this morning. You know, a lot of things that that people do in, in church is is because everyone else is doing it. It, it. There is there is a lot of a lot of choosing to do what everyone else is doing. I'm watching so much conversion. I, I told you about when I saw my neighbor who's always been Adventist with a Christmas tree in her window one year, and I was like, "Is that me?" Stop. You know, we were the only two Sabbatarians on the block, and. uh <laughs> there goes one out the window You know it, it's, it's, it's really a decision That we have to make Every day to be obedient There's a decision we have to make Every day to do what the Lord says There's a decision that has to be made Every day to come out From amongst them And see we think that that's Isolated to The quote unquote world but it is also inclusive of the things that go on in within the church. We have to come out from amongst them. And one of the things that I realized a few weeks ago was, you know, I look at how blessed I am. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I want you to follow me here. You know, I looked at stuff that, like I said, you know, amen, amen. I give God thanks. That I'm on the broadcast This is my normal platform I've been in the pulpit On a regular basis This year God spares Will be 11 years But it wasn't the first time I was on the pulpit Because I used to preside And you know I would have to give a sermon From time to time Or the thought for the day Or things like that So it wasn't the first time I, I spoke before people But I'm talking about On a consistent basis Every Sabbath And I'm thinking that because a lot of these people don't have that regular platform, that when they finally get there, it's and I'm not and I'm not talking about necessarily preaching. 
I'm talking about a platform, period, for the, the church. I'm not talking about what you do at your job. I'm talking about for the church, because these are church things. This is church etiquette we're talking about today. And we're picking up a lot of things that other people do in church because the assumption is that what they're doing is right. Because what you're watching people do is the norm. But yet you're not understanding that what the norm is may not necessarily be the right thing. So here's why I say I'm glad I have, you know, the blessing of God calling me to this particular platform. Because you see, like right now, everybody's mic is off. Right now, outside of Shanti's, everybody had to leave because they're all working. So that we've been blessed to have them on for the time that they're on. And when the time comes, they have to go. They have to hang up. So I have not one mic on. So if you were actually... Listening to me, I would know whether I was getting an amen or not. I have, that's why I started off by saying this morning, you have to be sure of what God is giving you to say. That's why Brother Al, Pastor K.L., they said the same thing. You have to know that you know that you know is right. Because, see, whether I get your amen or not, I'm going to give you what God has given me to give you. I said Saturday um, evening, um, I, I was with a, a group of women, and, you know, you had to stand up and you had to say what you like and what you don't like, you know, what you like about the Lord, what you don't like about, you know, things or whatever. And one of the things I said is, for Stephanie, my name is Stephanie. I am a pastor. But Pastor Stephanie Griffin is not my name. When I have to sign a mortgage document or credit card, that's not my name. They don't care whether I'm a doctor or a lawyer or a pastor or rocket scientist. It matters not what I am in a title. My name on my birth certificate is Stephanie, no middle name Griffin. I have two names. I have to know, and this is what I said to them. I said, I know that I know that I know that God has called me to be a pastor. I don't have to insist that people call me Pastor Stephanie Griffin. That's my, that's my lane that I'm in. If I'm in J.C. Penney's, you don't have to stand in another aisle yelling over, Pastor Steph. You don't have to do that. Anita has, she calls me Pastor Steph, and it cracks me up because we've been friends well before I was pastor. But people do that, and I get it. People do that, you know, for respect and things like that. But I tell people all the time, listen, I'm in my kitchen. I'm not Pastor Steph that you're talking to necessarily. I'm Stephanie. Now, here's the thing. The lane that I've chosen is no matter when I open up my mouth, you're going to get the word of God. Whether I literally say God, Lord Jesus, Redeemer, Savior, you're going to get the word of God. I've already told you that I had a girlfriend who we had to part ways for a minute because she spoke to me about something, and I gave her the advice that she asked me for. 
But because she said she was looking for her sister friend and not the pastor, that she was upset. And I had to tell her, I'm so sorry. The lady that I've chosen is that as soon as I open up my mouth, the word of God comes through me. It comes through me. In my everyday conversation, the word of God comes through Stephanie. And when I speak to you, I'm not speaking timidly. I'm not speaking to you hesitantly. I'm speaking to you for what God gives me. And I, am I going to always, you know, be perfect? No. That's not going to happen because I'm still human. And God has to, con- you know, the Spirit of the Lord has to convict me to make sure that the things that I say, if it's off, off the mark, I'll, I'll apologize. But we're talking about the confidence in which you speak. And that's what God has given me, and that's the lane that I've chosen. I don't need to hear your amens because right now you could be mad and turning me off. They could turn me off at any given moment if they didn't want to hear what I had to say. People stop listening. So are you going to get upset because you're giving God's word, but people don't want to say amen or people don't want to hear what you have to say because Pastor K.L. hit it on the head. You know, you stepping on a whole lot of toes. So you ain't going to get that hearty amen. Because I've seen arenas where you get amen as long as you're saying what everybody wants you to hear. But as soon as the word shifts, and now it starts to pierce the people in the room, oh, the room goes real silent. The room goes real silent. And it's comical to me because it shows you how fickle people are. So I can't wait for your amens because if you don't like me or what I'm saying, whether it's true or not, I'm not going to get your amen. But I'm glad that God has built in Stephanie the fact that I'm on the platform right now that whether I hear what you got to say or not, whether I get feedback or not, I got to know that I know that I know that whatever I'm saying, God is approving of. He's giving me his approval. So stay in lane and know what God is giving you is the right thing for you to say. So you've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. I want to thank you for hanging out with us today. Ah, oh, please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with Christ right now because tomorrow later is not promised to any of us. Please know that tomorrow we will be doing God's spares. Ah, uh, my two cents. Love and Death, HBO Max. That's what we'll be doing, the first episode. Trust me, it's a true story. It is the most interesting thing I have watched to date all year. Join us tomorrow. Call me up. Text me. Oh, find out how we can watch this. All right? But that's what we'll be talking about tomorrow, God spares. On Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Day. Until then, I love you.